0: And happy Thanksgiving weekend to all of you out there listening to Double T 97 welcome to Optimum Game Day Live presented by United Supermarkets. We are the Saturday morning quarterback, Garrett Left, alongside Andres Flores here from the first United Bank studio. Jackson Frazier across the way, keeping us on the air this morning. Jackson, thanks for being here Thanksgiving weekend. Appreciate you, man. Of course, anytime. <laughs> hey, I want to call him at three in the morning sometimes. Hold up <laughs> hold to that. But
1: uh, we were kind of hoping you were outside today. Change it around. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let us have the nice, warm studio. No, we are inside today.
0: We are traditionally at uh, the southwest corner of Jones Stadium for home football games today. But uh, with the really, what turned out to be not that bad. I mean, it would have been a little bit wet this morning, yeah. um, and it would have been cold, but uh, kind of kind of mild compared to what I was expected at one point this week with snow expected and uh, freezing rain. Uh, no frozen roads today. In fact, it's not even below freezing yeah. at this point. It's 37 degrees, 38 degrees. Uh, highs <laughs> in the low 50s today. Going to be a lot nicer than once expected. So uh, uh, arguably might be a nicer night tonight for kickoff than it was a few weeks ago for Kansas. So I'd, I'll i sign up for that. Either way, it's a huge, huge ball game for Texas Tech. A whole lot on the line against the team that, uh, as we said earlier this year, you might not get another shot at. Technically, you're supposed to get one more, but if it doesn't work out that way, you might not ever see UT in town again. You certainly won't see OU in town again, I wouldn't think, if uh, if they, they don't stick with the entirety of their remaining contract. And with that said, <clears throat> for that matter, with 14 teams, who knows how that would play out anyway, uh, this is your last shot at OU. That alone is uh, worth getting a little bit juiced up for, I would
1: say. Yeah, no doubt about that, and possibly beating both of them in the same year here at home. That's what I'm looking forward to. That's what I'm looking at, and hopefully that, that comes true here tonight there at Jones Stadium.
0: Yeah, take your pick of firsts that could happen tonight and uh, uh, makes this game, even though you are now eligible after the win of Ames last week, uh, there, there's a whole lot online. First time since 2009 that you even had the opportunity to yeah. have a winning record in Big 12 play, a chance to go 5-4 and four tonight with a win over Oklahoma first time since 2012 13 i believe the the turnover from tommy tumberville to um cliff kingsbury that you've had a chance at back to back winning seasons that's pretty pathetic but it's been that way now a decade of uh no uh what what did, what did matt wells call it, uh, stacking wins yeah <laughs> you haven't stacked anything uh in a decade of time across uh you know really i guess three coaching staffs four. If you count the new one, so a chance to do that for the first time in a long time, uh, and you know did it by skinning your teeth last year, a uh, chance to do it with a little more wiggle room this year to go 7-5 and five and guarantee at least a 7-6 and six record, if not better with a bowl win. First time uh, in school history that, as you mentioned a second ago, you could possibly beat UT and OU in the same season. It has never happened before uh, if you're a Texas Tech Raider fan, so... Add all those things up. This is, uh, this is more than just your average game and kind of a weird weekend, anyway. And why it's important that you, Red Raider fans, load up the vehicle and, and show <laughs> up tonight because the students will be back in town, I would think, to some extent. But there'll be a whole lot of folks that won't be back till tomorrow uh, to get back for their, their last few weeks of school. So, long story short, the usually packed student section, at least to start a ball game. Likely not going to be that way tonight, and therefore uh, the need for everybody else to show up and be very loud in the appropriate form of red, yeah, not the darker shade, uh, needs to be showing up tonight and make things happen.
1: We should have told the students that uh, there's going to be a basketball game at halftime. <laughs>
0: how how ironic, right? Uh, for a guy like me that grew up in Midland, uh, Lee, it was always funny because no one came to basketball games. and I always <laughs> joked, if we just marketed this as arena football, Maybe people would show up in oh. bigger numbers because at least back when I was in school, uh, that was a hot ticket to Midland league football. Midland league basketball was actually really good in those years, but uh, no one cared because by the by the last weekend in December, people were still doing football before Christmas. They didn't care a whole lot about uh, about basketball. So with that said, it's a huge ball game tonight. We've got you covered all the way up until kickoff right here on double t ninety seven three Optimum game day Live. Uh, we'll continue until that time. Uh, coming up after us today at nine o'clock it's Thatford and Ashby and then everyone else from across the way on double T973 and 100.7. the score will be with you up until kickoff ready to tailgate show from inside Jones Stadium with Brian Jensen, John Harris, and Chris Level will kick off at five this uh, afternoon. And then after the ball game, one final time for you to hang out with us live from the Overton Hotel and Conference Center. For the Double T 97.3 Coors Light post game show, want to hang out with you here tonight. That I would assume we will be inside the uh, air conditioned, heated <laughs> lobby there. It was it was absolutely popping in there uh, last time out after the Kansas game. All through the uh, all through there, they got all sorts of cool setups there uh, in the bar, the patio or the pecan grill. Excuse me, uh, the patios have got the heated. Uh, what do you call those things? The uh, fire pits. Yeah, fire pits spread out in there as well. So there's a chance to sit on the patio. And then all through the uh, lobby way outside of the uh, the big conference hall, they had the live music and plenty of seats uh, with waiters and waitresses to provide you uh, plenty of good food and plenty of Coors Light. So uh, come hang out with us tonight when it's all over at the Overton Hotel and Conference Center, uh, where hopefully we're celebrating a 7-5 and five record and all the things that we just talked about being on the line tonight. With that said, not much on the line and a large scale for Texas uh, West Texas high school football teams because there's just not very many left here in the playoffs. We'll give you all the Region 1 scores across the day, but we will specifically hone in on our local teams. And, and thankfully, at least one of those local teams has continued its season. But you have to go all the way down to 3A Division II before you run into anybody that's actually a South Plains school. Unfortunately, 3A Division II, uh was not... The best place to be for the Attleboro Wildcats, where they ran into the Wall Hawks, the champions of District Two, yesterday afternoon, out at the Sweetwater Mustang Bowl. I I left out some key some key words. It looks some letters there as a (laughs) sweet the Sweater Mustang Bowl is what I actually wrote there. Uh, Sweetwater Mustang Bowl is what we should have had there. But thirty to nothing, Wall wins that bowl game to improve to eleven and one and advance to the regional final, where they will face Canadian. Who was a 63 to 14 winner over Spearman? Uh, Idalou finishes the season at nine wins and four losses. Uh, You know, not what they wanted. Certainly, they would have loved to have had a shot at Canadian. Who who wouldn't? Uh, At this point in in time, you have to go up against somebody like that to have an opportunity. But uh, ultimately, a pretty good season. Nine wins for the first year for Clay White.
1: Yeah, for a coaching change, first year there for Coach White coming in to the uh, to the system there, and they kind of just they had a great great year. Obviously, the nine wins is something you want to see, just kind of ran into a a, a, a a team that's traditionally good. And we see them usually get this deep into the playoffs. You mentioned Canadian getting the win. That would have been a tough one for them next week as well. Uh, proud of those guys and a great season. Don't hang your hat.
0: Now, certainly, uh, uh, you know, a lot of transition out there in Idaloo after um, really Johnny, Johnny Taylor was there for years and years and years. And then Jeff Lofton picked up the uh, momentum for him. Uh, this is the first time in decades that you had – Really, a, a, an entirely new staff for the most part, uh, new defensive coordinator, new offensive coordinator. Everything was new for the Idaho Ball Club, and yet they still, uh, and quite kind of quietly, did it. Uh, uh, not an undefeated record, didn't uh, you know? Jump off the page was statistically in any certain way, but they just kept winning and got themselves all the way to the third weekend before falling to a Wall there. Now I mentioned against Canadian beating Spearman, sixty-three to fourteen. That was the first place team out of District 3 and the fourth place team out of District 3 uh, but Wall Canadian should be a heck of a game. Uh, could see that game getting played right here in Lubbock, possibly. I haven't heard anything on a, a site or a time but I think Lubbock would be a likely spot uh, for that ball game to get played. Maybe somewhere down in Midland but I think Lubbock may be a uh, more attractive location but uh, Wall at 11-1 and and Canadian at 11-2 and will match up in that ball game next weekend Uh, over in 3a division uh, one one team of interest at least was still hanging around that was bushland but their season came to an end as well they fall to brock 51 to 27 they played that one yesterday afternoon in vernon Uh, so brock after four non-district losses has won nine straight games or nine and four they will meet whitesboro who beat paradise 42 to 14 that is the winner of district four and the runner-up from district four now matching up in the district, or excuse me, in the regional final there in 3A Division One. So uh, that game that we hoped would have been yep. this weekend between Bushland and Shallowater, neither of them make it to this yeah, point. Yeah,
1: no, we talked about that plenty of early on in the season, After, especially after those two teams played Brock and Shallowater, or excuse me, uh, Bushland and Water that wanted to see that that game once again. It was going to be a tough road, knowing the teams that they were possibly going to match up with, uh, Paradise, Paradise. That's the team that beat Shallow Water. Didn't really give Whitesboro a fight, but I'm sure Whitesboro is a quality football team, and I'm sure that'll be a fun rematch here in the playoffs between Bronc and Whitesboro.
0: Yeah, two really really good teams, and uh, certainly uh, it was a I think a four point game back when they played earlier. So we'll see how that turns out. Down in 2A Division One, New Deal had advanced all the way to this point, uh, the third round. Uh, they played in Colorado City yesterday afternoon against Cisco. They brought a nine and three record up against Cisco's ten and two, and the Lions battle in this one. They actually uh, have it within a score in the third quarter, but ultimately uh, they are not able to put enough together late. Cisco pulls away to win thirty-three to fourteen. The Lobos are now eleven and two on the year. New Deal finishes its season at nine and four, and a lot like Idaloo, uh, Matt Hills' club out there. New Deal was. Um, good, uh, was, was was certainly uh, pretty tough. They had a really tough non-district schedule where they picked up uh, some of those losses. But ultimately, uh, just tough to go east and play some of these teams. Now, Cisco, always very good, traditionally very strong in everything that they do football-wise. And New Deal uh, uh, put up a decent fight, but just not enough firepower ultimately to advance. Uh, Sonora and Holly will play in the other Side of that uh, Region One bracket in 2A Division One. That game happens tonight at 7 p.m. in San Angelo. Uh, but really, kind of mirror seasons in a lot of ways between Idaloo and New Deal. The one difference being uh, Idleo didn't win a district championship. They saw that go to Abernathy, but uh, New Deal did come out on top of what became kind of a, a kind of topsy turvy, crazy uh, District Two 2A Division One.
1: Yeah, great season once again for New Deal. Saw them earlier. In the year uh, when they hosted the Slayton Tigers, and they looked pretty good in that ball game. They continued it all season long. I'm sure they got better too from that Week Three game that I w- that I was able to take in for the New Deal Lions, and it shows here through their district and on here to the third round of the playoffs. Kind of weird seeing a two way school play a playoff game on a Saturday, knowing that the <laughs> the uh, championship game will probably be on a, on a Thursday Thursday night this season or a Thursday morning. But I'm sure something. Uh, had to uh, happen to have that one all the way up on Saturday.
0: Yeah, no, no telling what the decision was there to settle on that. They're going to see a number of Saturday games today. We'll talk about that more here. Six-man getting disrupted, I believe, by weather yesterday, ultimately uh, caused them to decide to adjust some key games in both Division One and Division Two of six-man. We'll get to that in a little bit. New home, the one survivor in 11-man football out in the South Plains. They beat Clarendon 14-8 to yesterday, up at Floyd Ada's Tire Stadium, they advance to face Wellington, who was a 26-7 winner over Vega. We'll look more closely at that game. Some bizarre stats, but the kind that you like if you're a New Home fan. We'll also talk with the head coach of the New Home Leopards, John Ward, coming up at 8 a.m. this morning via the Benchmark Hotline. We'll give him a call and get his take on what has been a breakout season for the New Home Leopards as they've now advanced to the regional final where... Uh, ta-da, your surprise and uh, big, exciting uh, <laughs> reward a matchup with the Wellington Skyrockets. should be a heck of a game next week. We'll hopefully have a sight and time for you as well when we visit with Coach Ward later. We'll look at that game more closely as well as the six-man and private school scores when we come back on the Saturday morning
2: quarterback part of Optimum Game Day Live presented by United Supermarkets here on Double T 97.3. You're listening to Optimum Game Day Live Countdown to Kickoff. Presented by United Supermarkets.
0: More Saturday morning quarterback coming your way right now on Double T97.3 Optimum Game Day Live presented by United Supermarkets. We told you New Home was a 14-8 to winner over Clarendon last night, or yesterday afternoon up in Floyd Ada And, Andres, you were on the call for that ball game and uh, – Man, not not a ton of points here. We've seen New Home put up quite a bit more. I will say, I at least saw one highlight that was a fantastic catch. That ultimately, I guess, was you could argue was a game winner because without it, New Home doesn't win the football game. But uh, a really, really impressive end zone uh, touchdown uh, on the left side of the end zone. Excuse me. Uh, kind of a, a great extended. Uh, reach by the receiver on a, on a fade route, but uh, you saw a lot more than that, so what what, what was really uh, great about that new home win yesterday? Yeah,
1: and we'll talk to Coach Ward coming up here a little bit later on in the in the program, and he'll probably even say probably not the, the best game that they've played all year. We've seen you know throughout the whole regular season and in the first two playoff games, they played pretty well, but you're talking about uh, Brody Emmert right there making a nice spectacular touchdown grab in that uh, first quarter for the, the Leopards, but also a big-time catch for Brady Brown later on in the fourth quarter really to keep a drive alive and and set up that second touchdown uh for the leopards there I, I think it was a fourth down play where where the quarterback rolls out to the left finds uh brady brown right there to uh to extend that drive but 14 to 8 the final score um and, and, you know clarendon we've, we've heard a lot about them throughout the years especially in the lower classifications and you know and i think they they were what they're advertised they run the football it's a kind of a Weird formation, a knife formation with a wing back over there to the left side. And at any point, all three guys can can get the football. And it was really challenging for this Leopard defense to uh, to stop them. I, mean, I think we had over almost 200 yards rushing for for the Clarendon uh, Broncos. But the defense for, for New Home just kind of stayed strong. And when they needed to get a stop, they got a stop. A couple of, you know, turnover on downs. And then a big time interception there late in the second half to really helped this team it was a good football game it was cold I'm sure it was cold everywhere for all these playoff games there at uh, in Floyd data but uh that turf field looked, looked pretty nice first time I was there at Floyd data a pleasant surprise to go out there and and uh, it was nice over there it was warm always love heaters in the press box <laughs> <laughs> not gonna lie so so it was good good football game they made plays little adversity with the quarterback uh Caleb going down Caleb Cook going down there in the ball game but Brazos back another guy that kind of just came in and and he had a couple of mistakes, a couple of interceptions, but it turned out costly for the Leopards. It's, again, that defense just continuing to have, have, uh, have the back of the offense. Several guys go both ways. Logan Addison, one of those guys. And, um, you know, when it came down to it, when they needed that drive, uh, Beck led them down to to, uh, to score. And then Addison finished it with the Wildcat formation there at the goal line to get into the end zone. And at the end of the day, held them one last time to win the ballgame.
0: Well, we'll play a little Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon here as uh, Wellington is the next matchup for New Home. Both will come into the game 12-1. and one. That one loss for Wellington comes way back in Week 2 of the season when they hosted Love it Christian and fell in that one 28-24. Mm. The Eagles are also still playing football, and we'll talk with the head coach of Love it Christian, Chris Softley, Coming up later on today at 8:30 p.m. Nothing soft about this guy. He's, he's misnamed, I think, in a lot of ways. I always love visiting Coach Softly, who uh, doesn't just talk about football, but usually brings a pretty good message along with whatever he has to say. A lot of fire in that guy too. They pound Brazos Christian yesterday, 65 to zero. Uh, and the really crazy thing about that 65 to nothing game, Andres, is that Brazos Christian total yards yesterday negative two. <laughs> They threw for 26. They ran for negative 28. Just a dominant all-around performance. Love it Christian now will get the winner of today's game and Robinson at 2 p.m. between Shiner St. Paul and Munster Sacred Heart. They've already beaten Munster Sacred Heart by a touchdown earlier this year. Uh, They have not played Shiner St. Paul this year, although they have played them in years past. Uh, Certainly two names that you are used to seeing if you're a Love It Christian fan this time of year. Um, But the Eagles playing for a state title next week they will come into the game at 11 and 1 overall uh, they're only lost to be to Weatherford Christian earlier this year uh but uh they've beaten that Wellington team that uh that new home uh, had played or will be playing in the regional final so i have to ask coach uh coach Ward if he's if he's given old coach softly a call yet and gotten any of that game film because whatever the uh, <laughs> elixir is for the Skyrockets, apparently Love it Christian has it uh I guess the question ultimately will be also: Can can the leopards uh, have the kind of um, you know, defensive prowess really that uh, that Christian has shown across the season? That will make a huge difference in the status of it. But again, way back on September second, twenty eight twenty four, the win for Love Christian over Wellington. Uh, so that was that, and gives you at least a little bit of a formula maybe to see what it is you can do. Wellington also had a two point win over Frederick Oklahoma, a one point win over Spearman. They beat Panhandle 26-13, but once they got into Division two, to a play, they have not been touched, the closest game being a 36-point game against Clarendon, who uh, that was back on November 4th. That new home won just by six points yesterday against. So, uh, you know, transitive property not looking good for the Leopards right now. But at this point in time, regional final, it really doesn't matter. All bets are off. You're just looking to, uh, to make plays happen, and if this defense can have any kind of uh, – salt like it's had the last few weeks you got to figure they have a chance
1: i think so excuse me i think so yeah no doubt about that especially when you get this late and you know interesting to see where these games will be played especially for that new home wellington game and of course we'll we'll ask coach hopefully he'll he'll let us know i think he will if there is something already uh, agreed upon between those two programs kind of looking at the the history and you know obviously new home uh, a six-man school not too long ago about three or four years now maybe five years now in the 11-man game or back into the 11-man game, and they have not met Wellington. So another first-time uh, meeting ever between Wellington and Newholm, uh coming up. I'm looking forward to it. We'll be there, and, and that should be a lot of fun.
0: Love it, Christian's game down in TAPS Division Four for the state title. Uh, will be played on Saturday. I think I know at least that much about it. don't know exactly uh, if that's a decided place that they have to play on for the state championship or if it's uh, – up, uh, up for negotiation between the schools, but they won't know an opponent again until later this afternoon. Again, 2 p.m. between Shiner St. Paul Catholic and Munster Sacred Heart. Lubbock Trinity looking to get to the state title game in Taps Division Three. They will face Dallas Christian today at 6 p.m. in Clyde. So a late start, right at right same kickoff time as Texas Tech tonight. Uh, but they will bring a 10 and 2 record in Coach Spillers' program up against Dallas Christian, who is 11 and 1. Dallas Christian recently falling from the uh, Division II level down to Division 3 They've had a traditionally very good program. Uh, Midland Christian being a team that has faced Dallas Christian multiple times over the years. But ultimately, uh, that's a tough matchup for the Trinity Lions. If they can win it, they will face Cypress Christian in the state championship game. Uh, they are 8-4 and four on the year. They beat San Antonio Holy Cross yesterday. Holy Cross came in at ten and one and had a three-score lead in the second half of that ball game, but Cypress Christian comes all the way back to win thirty-six to thirty-two. So uh, a lot of momentum for that Cypress Christian team. Uh, the Lions uh, looking to get that same kind of momentum to face Cypress next week in the state championship game. But uh, good luck today to Coach Spiller, uh, Coach O'Pry, former former Monterey staffer, uh, long long ago, but uh, you know, I think calling the defense over there at Trinity these days, but uh, a lot of momentum going on there at Trinity, an outstanding year, and uh, uh, certainly ha- they have moved well out of the realm of being just a basketball <laughs> school, as this is back-to-back seasons of football success, but a chance to make it all the way to the state title uh, again this year, uh, and really, I would think, having a heck of a shot against an 8-4 and Cypress Christian team to take it all, if they can just get past Dallas Christian.
1: Yeah, I think I looked this up for Taps division, a uh, little Christian division four, right? Yes. Division 4 Saturday at 12 in Waco, Waco ISD Athletic Complex. I okay, so, Waco
0: ISD. All right. Well, that'll be set. Well, well there two. it is. Anything on the Division 3 game? Do they have that it in It looks there like
1: well? it'll be the same same location at 7 p.m. though. So Division 4 at 12 and Division 3 at 7.
0: Okay, well, then props to uh, the Trinity schedulers there because 6 p.m. tonight puts you almost exactly a week out yeah. from what it'll look like at 7 p.m. next Saturday. So uh, some method to the madness there playing late on Saturday. Against Dallas Christian, but again, thanks. Uh, good, good luck to the Lions. If we got any folks uh, loading up, getting a good breakfast in them before they head out east to Clyde, I guess that might be a little bit early. Clyde only probably, uh, <laughs> I don't know, three hours, three hours if, uh, <laughs> if even two and a half hours uh, to get out to Clyde. So you know, don't take off yet, folks. Go ahead, just listen s- to
1: us, listen settle to in, us. listen to the whole show,
0: <laughs> eat lunch even, you know, before you head off that way. But uh, uh, exciting stuff in the taps uh, levels as well. Six man taps, division three. Kingdom Prep uh, facing off yesterday with Longview Christian Heritage. And, unfortunately, their season does come to an end. They played that one in Strawn yesterday afternoon at 3 p.m. Uh, Peter Griffiths Ball Club balls 32-12 to 12 to Longview Christian. They end their season at 9-4. and 4. But uh, a really good year again for Kingdom Prep. First-year head coach there, Coach Griffith. Uh, I mean, I'd say it's a young guy, probably in his uh, late 20s at best, I would say. Uh, to take that program over this last year and uh really continue on what coach klein had put together over the last few years it is an impressive uh impressive effort unfortunately it does come to an end Longview Christian will face bulverde bracken Christian who was a 47-46 winner over Baytown Christian last night uh those two teams both 11 and two will play for a tap six-man division three title in a week but congrats to the Warriors state semi-finalists uh very impressive season for those guys and uh Good luck to them in basketball as well. we got UIL six-man scores to get to you. All your teams of interest, one of them got to play last night. One did not. We'll tell you why they're waiting until today and look at those scores and potential matchups next week as well. Also go ahead and give you the big school scores from
2: Region 1 when we come back here on the Saturday morning quarterback on Double ninety-seven 97.3. Optimum Game Day Live continues on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3.
0: And welcome back into the Saturday morning quarterback. uh, Andres, tonight at Raider Alley, it's Paul Wall. I've heard of him. I'd have never heard any of his songs, I don't think. (laughs)
1: but
0: He's featuring Big Pokey
1: (laughs) and DJ Bourne. Do you know anything about Big Pokey? Well, I'm so glad you brought this up because I have a surprise for you joining us on the. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Would not that be amazing? Where I had just Paul Wall just coming. The beat me? drops and like people can start <laughs> hearing
0: strobe lights through the radio. No, no, that's
1: Paul Wall to break down some high school football.
0: Good luck to Big Pokey and DJ Bourne. I know nothing about you uh, and Paul Wall. If I do know anything about you, I've forgotten it uh, already. So anyway. Yeah, that, will you be there? Is that enough? No, I will not. I, I wasn't there for the band I really wanted to hear, oh, which okay. was the Jim Blossom. Yeah. So I'm definitely not going to be there for Paul Wall, Big Pokey, and DJ Bourne. But uh, I don't know if that's enough to get the students fired up. You know, forget it, Mom. I'm not staying in McKinney <laughs> all weekend. I'm going home. Back home to Lubbock. Paul Wall's going to sing. I don't, I don't know if that's...
1: A couple more free meals at home or Paul Wall?
0: Right. Does Paul Wall sing or does he, he probably raps, right? He's a, Yeah, rap,
1: rapper
2: okay
0: well his name rhymes so congrats on that mr wall uh good job all right so i'm the oldest 39 year old in this in this town i think (laughs) i don't care i'm proud of it um it is a weird weekend uh for six-man action uh and we've certainly seen this before weather has disrupted playoff scenarios we've seen monday and tuesday games played after uh you know weekend delays uh, but one game that was played yesterday afternoon, uh, late afternoon, in Tulia up at Hornet Stadium was the Nazareth Happy Ball game. That was a rematch of a district game in Division I uh, where Happy had won uh, to win the District Two championship. They repeat that feat again, beating Nazareth 56-16, to and Nazareth manages to get to the final bell there and not get 45-pointed. But uh, their season does come to an end. At ten and three, heck of a season for the Swifts, uh, getting the ten wins. But happy now. The Cowboys are twelve and one. They will await the winner of Rankin and Westbrook, which is also a rematch of a game played earlier this year. Uh, But certainly, probably the the arguably the state championship game being played in and of itself here between those two teams. That's the Region Two title. So happy already to the Region One champion, Region Two between Rankin and Westbrook. Uh, Going to be decided to n- today at 5 p.m. at Robert Lee. They were supposed to play that one yesterday, uh, but uh, conditions down to the south of us, I guess, bothersome enough to both schools to delay that one. That's exactly the same thing that happened over in Division Two, where Whit Harrell was supposed to play Balmoray in Hermley. Instead, they had delayed that one until today at 3 p.m., with the Panthers looking to get their first uh, regional title in uh, I don't know how long. It's been a long while. Yeah. But Wood Harrow going for the regional championship against the defending state champion Balmoray Bears. Uh, Wood Harrell will bring an 11-1 record into that one. The d- district champion out of District 2 facing a district champion out of District 3. We do know who they would play in the state semis as Benjamin has defeated Throckmorton 48 to nothing uh, already yesterday in Springtown. So Benjamin will come in at 12-0, and 0, the district champion out of District 6. Uh, so, who, wh- whatever happens here, Whit Harrell or Balmeray, a very tough test awaiting them uh, against Benjamin. But uh, good luck to the Panthers today. It, it's been a uh, it's been an interesting season to say the least in six man. Uh, but Whit Harrell has, has quietly kind of just uh, taken care of all their business to get to this point. Uh, and you certainly think, uh, you know, why not? Really, both both the one loss teams. Uh, why not have a shot and, and beat Balmoray? Someone's got to knock these guys off at some point. You would think.
1: Yeah, you would think so. You know, kind of. Uh, you know, for Whit Harrel um, Saturday game, and I know, of course, uh, it's just it's gonna be a lot of fun here for this one. Benjamin still looks too good, uh, in my opinion. Now moving to twelve and zero, as you mentioned with a shutout. When if you get a shutout win this late in the season, you're you're doing something something right, especially on defense. The Morton, they they were had an eight and three. A record coming into that ball game, so still a quality football game that Benjamin uh, shut out there yesterday.
0: Yeah, just, just two exciting games. If you want to go watch uh, six-man football, uh, today's the day to do. Unfortunately, that unfortunately that Rankin Westbrook game is way down in Robert Lee. It plays at 5 p.m. today. But uh, go back to week three, September 9th, where Westbrook won that one, 59 to
1: 58.
0: I mean, you're talking you're talking about uh, a very very exciting rematch. Uh, for those two schools and a game that uh, that would be you know really fun, I think to watch. Uh, and arguably the state championship game in Division one. Happy folks would not be happy to hear that. Uh, which by the way, if you want to give us a shout out on the Yates Foreign Center chat line presented by Happy State Bank, you sure can. Uh, let us know if you've been to any games this weekend and who you're pulling for. Uh, we heard last week from T- Texter letting us know about Whit Harrell and the successes that they've had uh, up to this point. Uh, certainly, uh, wishing them the best of luck. When you look at what they've done this year, their only loss came uh, back against Silverton, also on September 9th. Um, you know they they've steadily just uh, won every game since then. I guess that would put them at uh, what would that be eight nine straight wins since that loss uh, in week three against Silverton. They and they they, they they're in the same way, just really dominated everyone they played from that point forward. So uh, would be would be uh, you know very impressive if they could knock off Balmoray today, but uh, Balmoray's only lost this season. Uh, came way back against Rankin in the very first week of the season. So kind of full circle here. You start seeing all these different schools that have similar uh, seasons going on. Uh, they beat Rank or they lost to Rankin fifty-two to thirty. They've they've been challenged though. They only beat Van Horn by two points. Uh, Lubbock Titans took them to a two-score game. Uh, back earlier this year, but a lot like Wood Herald, they haven't played within a 40-point game since beating Fort Davis in September, 66-30. to 30. So, yeah, pretty tough. Pretty tough challenge <laughs> we will be at the Bears today. But, uh, again, good luck to the Wood Herald Panthers. All right, so there's all the scores from area teams. We'll go ahead and give you the Region 1 scores from the rest of the state, starting in 6A Division 1. Uh, Both these games are going to be played at the old ballpark in Arlington, now known as Choctaw Stadium, converted to be a football rugby venue. I think a professional rugby played there now as well. Yeah, I have seen that. Uh, (laughs) But North Crowley and actually, let me rewind on that. Keller and Louisville on one side of the Region 1 semifinal will play at 11 a.m. this morning. Keller at 10 2, who beat Midland Legacy last week. Louisville at 11 1. Uh, And then North Crowley and Prosper will follow them at 3 p.m. Uh, against uh, each other for the other side of that regional semifinal in 6A Division One, 6A Division Two. Byron Nelson and Denton Geyer will play each other at 2 p.m. this afternoon at Ford Stadium at the Star at the there, Star. Frisco Ford Stadium. Uh, Denton Geyer 12 and 0, brian Nelson 11 and 1. Friendship fans will be interested in the fact that Southlake Carroll. Did extend its season yesterday at Choctaw Stadium. You know what? Forget it. The ballpark in Arlington. <laughs> the Rangers already screwed that up. I'm just going to still call it the ballpark in Arlington. Friday at 315, they played, and Southlake holds on, 42-35 to 35 over McKinney. McKinney, where uh, Coach Shavers is at, I believe, running that is program. That right? I believe so, yeah. So uh, a big a big season for him. It ends at 8-5. and five. They were the runner-up in District Five there, but uh, South Lake Carroll continues its undefeated run. They are now thirteen and zero. You know, I, I don't think anyone like you know celebrates this like in their living room or anything. But if you're a Friendship Tiger <coughs> fan, it would be cool to say that your that your season was ended by uh, by the eventual state champion. And right now, it looks like Carroll in Division Two has a really good chance. Of making that happen in five A Division One, Abilene High finally saw its season come to an end. They played that one at the ballpark in Lincoln as well, seven thirty last night. Burleson Centennial wins twenty four uh, to fourteen, kind of crazy. Abilene High ends its year at six and seven, but they really, <laughs> cool. they, they really, I mean, they were very good yeah. the last few weeks.
1: That's tough to look at. You're going to look at the record books from years years down the road, and you're going to see six and seven and be like, oh, that was a not a very good season. But they go all the way to the regional semifinals. I mean, that's that's crazy.
0: Burleson Centennial will face Alito in the regional final. Alito beat Midlothian 27-21. to 21. They played that one at home in Midlothian. Midlothian had come in undefeated in that one. But the Bearcats do come out on top. So, again, Cooper fans also with the chance to watch the team that knocked them out continue on for a state title they will place burleson centennial next week abilene wiley over in division two going to play canatio out of el paso this afternoon at 3 p.m at fort stockton panther stadium wiley comes in at 9 and 3 Canateo at 10 and 2 uh, i would i would say very much a winnable opportunity for the wiley bulldogs i would say that too heck of a year for them they would get argyle in the regional final argyle beat be grapevine 44 to 27 in South Lake last night, Argyle is now thirteen and zero, so a big challenge ahead for them. Shocker of the year, maybe to me, is the advancement of Wichita Falls down to four A Division One. The Coyotes at Old High beat Brownwood yesterday, forty-one to nineteen at ACU. That makes them nine and four in the year and advances them to the regional final, where well, they will play Decatur. Decatur beat Randall forty-one to nothing, so the Raider season comes to an end nine and four, but. Wichita Falls and Decatur in the regional final. I don't think anybody had that on their bingo card, but a uh, heck of a year for Wichita Falls. Glenrose Rose defeated Hershey 45-20 to in the Division II uh, for a uh, regional semifinal. Glen Rose awaits the winner of Monahans and Godley. They'll play that one at the Sweetwater Mustang Bowl today at 4 p.m. So there's all the uh, Region 1 scores around the area, unfortunately, a devoid of anyone on the South Plains. But hopefully that changes in a year's time. Hey, more scores and more analysis coming up your way next on the Saturday Morning Quarterback
2: on Double T 97.3. This is Optimum Game Day Live, getting you ready for Red Raider football on Double T 97.3. Well, unfortunately,
0: uh, appropriate music for the hopes and dreams of West Texas high school football fans. It's, uh, it's been a free fall for the most part. But the props to all of our schools that are still alive as of today, that would include New Home and Lubbock Christian, who have advanced to next week and then still hopes being held out for Lubbock Trinity and also Whitherald uh, this afternoon as they both look to extend their seasons. But outside of that, uh, a pretty slim group left here uh, out in the South Plains. As it's been, a, it's just been kind of a a tough year. I mean, arguably, you look at it and you say, "Well, it's down. Da- it's a down year." But on the flip side, you could argue that it's been a uh, uh, Andre's kind of a kind of a just a year where you beat each other up pretty good, and uh, it, you really were, were not mediocre. You were all just maybe a little better than average, and and just nobody was able to pull away from the rest of the pack very much uh, out here in, in the South Plains.
1: Yeah, you know, and then obviously you see, uh, you know, Monterey and, and Coronado, you know, they're joined there in, in Division One. they're in 5A level with uh, Lubbock Cooper, so it kind of seemed like not all three of those teams were going to get into the, the postseason, and only one did out of that uh, very good district in um, 5A Division One. obviously Tascosa right there with the mix. We saw Ab- Abilene High, who was also in there. They fell last night uh, as they played there at the, the ballpark in Arlington for them, but yeah even there you know we did see some not surprises but also a friendship team that you know we were just like man can they make the playoffs can they make the playoffs and here they come and they share it for a district title you know what I mean and they ran into a very good South Lake Carroll team and who's uh, still playing today as we uh, mentioned that a little bit earlier but yeah kind of just beating each other up here in the smaller schools and and not really getting over the hump there you would have loved to see shallow water go a little bit further we were hoping that they would end up matching up with Bushland once again, that didn't happen. That They filled a paradise and, and just some good teams all throughout the region, uh, especially to the east of us that, have, that are continuing to play.
0: Yeah, certainly has been a challenging go as you get farther east in Region 1. Uh, but uh, congrats to everybody else that made it to this last round, New Deal, Idaloo. Uh, both falling yesterday, but both uh, really good seasons put together. Both teams finishing at 9-4. and four. Uh, nothing to complain about by any means to make it to the third week, almost to December football, just one week short. But again, Whit Harrow playing Balmoray 3 p.m. today in Hermley. And then uh, Liverpool Trinity and Clyde tonight at 6 p.m. facing off with Dallas Christian, both looking to advance their seasons. Uh, Whit Harrow will go to the state semifinals should they win. Liverpool Trinity would advance to the state championship game. Lovett Christian's already in the state championship game with their 65-0 win over Brazos Christian. They await the winner of Shiner St. Paul and Munster Sacred Heart. Uh, We'll talk with the head coach of the Lovett Christian Eagles at 8.30 today. Chris Soffoli will join us to talk about uh, a lot of things. But my first question will be about negative two yards for Brazos Christian overall. Uh, Yikes. Uh, the, The defense just putting it on Brazos Christian yesterday, so... I'll certainly ask him about that and and some more. But uh, also got the head coach of the new home, Leopards, John Ward, coming up today at 8 a.m. Just a little bit, maybe 10 minutes or so from now. Uh, and you were on that game yesterday, Andres. The 14 to 8 win over Clarendon that advances them to face Wellington, the Skyrockets, uh, 12 and one. Both schools heading into this uh, uh, regional final ball game between those two. And, and we mentioned earlier, Wellington's only loss coming against Leavitt Christian back. Uh, in week two of the season earlier this year. Uh, certainly a lot of tradition and a very tough challenge there. But you've seen, what, uh, three three weeks now playoff action for this Leopards team. Um, they, they've been – they were good last year. They've had some playoff teams since coming to 11-man, but no kind of run like this uh, in their first uh, jaunt into 11-man after years as a school being very small at six-man level, growing community out in New I remember when they used to advertise – on the local uh, local <laughs> television stations uh you know come on out to new home check out what it's all about and I think they've certainly stopped doing that as <laughs> they may be growing at a faster clip than they even want at this point in time but uh but a very impressive roster that's been put together by coach Ward and, and then really managed to uh, coach him up and get him ready but uh, what what's impressed you most watching these leopards uh, over the last you few know weeks?
1: And, and still a little bit young a little bit young this on this roster obviously they're starting quarterback yesterday as a sophomore. One of their star running backs, linebackers, Logan Addison, is going to be a junior, so he'll be back coming next year. They have a freshman kicker who's been almost perfect on all the extra points, at least of what I've seen in this playoff run, these first three games that they've played, Uh, kind of a big-time kicker getting in there to knock down those extra points. And another thing that I liked, how about fourth-quarter drives to put your team up? Last week versus Sunray, it was a a, uh, touchdown and then a go-ahead two-point conversion. That was late in the fourth quarter, and then last night, or yesterday afternoon, again, in the fourth quarter, getting the football back, driving there with your offense, a big-time play, uh, a throw and catch from from Mr. Beck to uh, Brady Brown to set up uh, first and goal there on the one-yard line, and then you give it there to Logan Addison on the Wildcat formation, follow the blocks, and he gets into the end zone. So, you know, this team not giving up. They were down early, 8-0, as uh, Clarendon scored first, went for 2 it was a you know a swinging gate type of a two point conversion where the quarterback was actually the center, and instead of snapping it between his legs, he snaps it to the receiver over there behind the swinging gate wall. Am I making sense? You know yes, what I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> so I had never seen that type of a swinging gate thrown in a high school football game, but uh, they get that and and New Home not giving up. They they answered quickly to score to make it eight seven, and then a defensive game throughout the second quarter and the third quarter before. Uh, that late drive there for the Leopards to get uh, into the end zone and uh, make it a fourteen to eight ball game, and then of course holding them there uh, at the very end of the ball game to win it.
0: Well, and it's it's really you know kind of an intriguing thought as you look over at uh, many different uh, you know kind of uh, kind of transitions. Uh, Ropes was in a similar situation; they've been okay at the eleven man level, but uh, it's just a challenging a challenging change of pace to to go from. You know the eleven man or six man game to the eleven man game, and really get going in a good direction quickly. Uh, that's certainly been true for them in their first, uh, well, I guess, four years here in, in eleven man football. But uh, uh, how many how many players on that roster right now total? Is it uh, you know? I mean, I guess you're maybe thinking in the two AD two, maybe maybe thirty guys is a pretty good number if you're able to put something like that together. Uh, but I, I don't know. Um, I know they had a pretty good JV team out there this year as well in New Home.
1: It's about 24, 25, maybe 26 okay. players, yeah.
0: And probably probably a few additions I would guess from the JV level that are that are hanging out with that team right now. But uh yeah, you talk about the youth of the of that program. I know in, in all sports there's a lot of uh, a lot of firepower kind of waiting in the wings there at New Home. They will not uh, be upset about basketball season starting uh other than the fact that it means football's over. So, uh tough though to get to this point if you're New Home and uh, you know, you're looking at somebody like Wellington who is well established in the 11 man game, tons of tradition, tons of state championships. and you look at their 12 and one against your 12 and one. know, I mean, transit property's not always perfectly true, but it certainly, uh, you know, you, you can maybe overthink it a little bit. Uh, ultimately, you just gotta, you gotta play one play at a time and have some success. Uh, in each of those one plays. But uh, I'd be interested to hear Coach Ward's thoughts on what what his message is at this point because honestly to to this juncture, I don't know that New home has faced anybody that's a traditional sort of, you know powerhouse, blue blood type um, region one, division two of two a program. and, and certainly Wellington fits the bill. The skyrockets are uh, kind of the cream of the crop up there in the Panhandle in the smallest, uh, division of 11 man football. So, you know, how do you approach that? Do you talk about that with your team or do you just avoid it and move on? <coughs> I'll be interested to hear what coach Ward's got to say. We'll talk to him next here on the Saturday morning quarterback coming up at eight at eight 30 it's the head coach of the Lubbock Christian Eagles, Chris softly. We'll visit with him. And then also in our second hour, we just look back at the season that was here in 2022. What games really stood out and surprised us? What teams, really stood out and surprised us as well. And we'll do one more look at all the teams that are still playing into December here across the South Plains as we hang out with you one final time our last hour of the season here on the Saturday running quarterback. It's all part of Optimum Game Day Live presented by United Supermarkets. That will continue after us at 9 this morning with Deport of Ashby and take you all the way up to kickoff between the Texas Tech Red Raiders and the Oklahoma Sooners tonight at 6 p.m. right here on Double T 97.3.
2: Optimum is here, from fast to 100% fiber-fast. Get award-winning internet, mobile, and TV. Call 866-9-OPTIMUM or visit Optimum.com.
0: And welcome back into Hour 2 of the Saturday Morning Quarterback here on Double T 97.3, part of Optimum Game Day Line presented by United Supermarkets. And we are very pleased to have us joining via the benchmark hotline, the head coach of the new home, Leopards coach john ward and coach ward uh first of all congratulations on a very successful season to this point uh it's been a fun ride to watch uh, and certainly it, it has to have been a fun experience for you uh did, did you did you think back in august that uh, you had a shot to be in the regional final and, and play, be playing december football uh, before this year got going
3: uh yes sir we thought we had um, an opportunity to be pretty good this year and and uh and credit to our kids and they, they've kind of just stuck to our plan and they focused on what we've not needed to do and and it's gotten us here to this point
1: how fun have these uh last couple of games been i mean going back to last week versus sunray going for the two-point conversion and then of course yesterday a, a fourth quarter drive to put your team on top i'm sure it's got to be a lot of fun
3: man it's been it's been a bunch of fun um it's been exciting you know kind of kind of too exciting at times maybe for for some people in the stands, but you know, a credit again to our kids and those guys just continue to fight and, and they don't give up and they rally around each other and, and they just continue to, to succeed.
0: Uh, Coach, it's uh, it's been interesting to uh, to kind of follow the trajectory here. Not not too far removed from being a six man program out there, a new home for for really the school's history. Uh, now to be an eleven man team that uh, really has has made a huge jump. Uh, do, you, do you still see remnants in the community of folks that are, are still getting used to the 11-man game, or is it uh, pretty much old hat now after a couple of realignments being at this level?
3: I think it's pretty much old hat now. You know, we've, we've had a, a full cycle of kids playing, you know, 11-man football. And, and even before they made the transition from 6 to 11, they had our, our younger levels playing 11-man football. So I'd say it's old hat, and, and we're just, you know, fully embedded in the 11-man game right now.
1: Tell everyone about uh, Logan Addison, a guy that you guys depend on not only on offense but defensively, uh, an important figure on that defense. Uh, what do people not know about Logan?
3: You well, know, first and foremost, Logan—he's he, an awesome young man. He's—he uh, comes from a great family, and as like you said, he's—he's he's a key cog for us offensively and defensively, and you know he—he's kind of the—the—the the, the guy that makes our team go. And, and he's a fantastic leader. He's a great teammate. And you know, and we're lucky for for him to be playing for the Leopards.
0: Now, Coach, you you've got uh, certainly him that uh, kind of gets the most uh, attention on the highlight show a lot of times, putting up a lot of numbers for you. But uh, but you certainly made made a lot of noise defensively this season as well. And and he's part of that. But who are some other guys that, on either side of the football that really have stood out for you as leaders for your team this year?
3: Man, you know, we we're we're blessed here in your home to have just just fantastic kids. You know they're they're good athletes, but they're they're even better young men. Um, you know, our, our defensively we we played fantastic all year, and it's really shown these last two weeks. And our defensive coordinator Stephen Keyes, has done a fantastic job game planning. Um, our kids have done a really good job of, of executing that game plan and and not getting too far ahead of ourselves, and just you know taking every single play and, and doing their job and and, and uh, executing the plan.
1: You mentioned Coach Keys. Was it was it him? I saw a video on Twitter saying that. Twenty-seven plus years, he's he's never been past this round. Was that correct?
3: Yes, sir. He's he's been in it for twenty-seven years, and and that was the first time he's been in. And he's 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 a he's a fantastic coach, but he's an even better man. And, I, and I'm happy that he's here as our our defensive coordinator. Help help lead these kids.
1: I think going back to the offensive side, yesterday your quarterback Caleb Cook, uh, you know, banged up a little bit, but uh, Brazos Bet kind of stepping in there at that quarterback position. Uh, leading the offense in that fourth quarter how big was that for uh, for Brazos
3: you know uh, well, Brazos is, is he's an awesome young man you know he he gets his reps as you know our backup quarterback and and he knows that he's he's one snap away from from you know coming out there and being being the guy and uh he prepares himself like, like he's going to be the starter and, and he did a fantastic job of, of executing the offense and doing what we asked him to do yesterday and you know it's a testament to him and our kids and it's just kind of you know uh, the next man up mentality and 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 they, they got the job done
0: well coach uh, you talk about your staff there a little bit but what, what's been uh, your career uh, you know to this point uh, what what all have you been a part of and where, where have you been to kind of lead you to this point
3: uh, most recently, I was the offensive coordinator at at Winters High School, uh, working with a, a great athletic director, Matt McCarty. And, and prior to that, I was at at Tyler Legacy um, out in East Texas as as the offensive line coach.
0: Well, coach, you, you you've been a part of uh, some great stuff here at New Home, but also, I mean, you, your your whole program out there athletically has has kind of gotten accustomed to success. The baseball program going all the way to the state uh, tournament last year. Uh, you know, does that, does that pay off? Do your guys kind of show at least the ones that have experienced stuff like that, uh, uh, kind of some, some, some wherewithal because they've been to some high pressure situations already in some other sports.
3: Yes, sir. I, I think it definitely pays off, you know, our, our baseball team, you know, is consistently, you know, making trips to Austin and our basketball teams in the regional tournament every single year. And I think it definitely, it has a, a positive factor for us if, you know, when when things kind of get tight, you know, our kids kind of like each other. Like, hey, we've been here, and you know, and not necessarily football at this point, but in other sports, and and I think it, it helps us a little bit.
1: Some guys on the defensive end, I wanted to, to bring up uh, guys like Baron Bass. Obviously, a lot of players go both ways, but Bass there on the defensive line, Cameron McFadden there at linebacker, and even Jackson Reigns there in the secondary. Though you mentioned the defense earlier, but really, those guys have, have really played well this uh, playoff run.
3: Yes, sir. They they've done. They've done a fantastic job of, you know, kind of just doing their job and and continuously doing it over and over and over and just and, and not getting bored with with the monotonous stuff of you know reading your keys and then doing what's asked of them and, and and they've done a great job,
0: Coach. A couple of behind-the-curtain sort of questions for you here. It's always interesting to hear how different coaches handle different situations. Uh, it, it's something I think every coach uh, enjoys, the opportunity to play the week of Thanksgiving, but it also presents some challenges in terms of how to plan practice and and work around the holiday and family plans and that kind of thing. Well, What was your approach to uh, the practice plan this week with Thanksgiving uh, the day before your big game?
3: We tried to keep, you know, our our plan the same, you know, kinda of keep our routine the same. We practiced in the afternoon, uh, Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. And the only thing that really changed was on Thursday morning. We practiced Thursday morning. Um, and then uh, and then gave the kids the rest of the day off and we met back up at uh, ten o'clock yesterday morning to get ready for the game.
0: Nice, nice. So, lots of family Thanksgiving still going on across New Home. Uh, a second question, just in terms of you know how you prepare your guys this week. Uh, Wellington is who awaits you in this in the regional final. A team with all kinds of tradition. They also carry a 12 win run record this year. Uh, you know but that name is one that in Division two of two way up there in the Panhandle comes with a, a lot of tradition and, and, and really just a kind of mentality of the big bad bear is just chasing everybody down all the time. Uh, and how do you approach that fact that you really are in you know, arguably going up against the team for the first time uh, in this playoff run that uh, kind of has that that name behind it uh, do, you, do you address that or you just approach it like any other week?
3: You know I, I think our kids, you know get on social media and see enough of that you know we'll, we'll talk about it And you know wellington is who they are but our main focus this year is you know we, we want to focus on us and, and doing what we need to do to be successful and, and not making it about you know really making it about anybody else and it's just it's just focusing on us and what we need to do to be successful
1: outside of their their 12-1 record what else do you know about them do you have you looked uh, have you looked yet about the, the Sky Rockets?
3: Man, we've just been taking it one week at a time. Uh, I'd be lying if I if I said I've been looking. We've been looking forward. Um, you know, we we've got film in. We traded last night, and we're we're about to go into the office and and get to work and see if we can develop a plan.
0: Well, Coach, we'll do our part to help you out here. We're going to have uh, Coach Softly from of Christian on at eight thirty. There, they're the one team that's uh, hung a loss on Wellington this year. So we'll uh, we'll get him to leave you a little advice here. We visit with him in about twenty minutes, but. Uh, uh, Coach, I mean this—this is—I uh, got to be a coach's dream. You're playing December football. Um, have you had the chance with, like as you said, taking it one week at a time to really step back and enjoy it? or Are you just uh, locked into to business right now?
3: I think we just need to be locked in. You know, we can sit back after this thing's all said and done, and then look back and reflect on, you know, what a great year this has been. But right now, it's just—it's just focused on one day at a time, and—and and that game on Friday night.
1: Final question for me, where do the, the gold balls go? Do you put them in your office? Are they in the, the weight room? Where, where where you guys hang the trophies at?
3: <laughs> uh, they're in our office right now. Um, we'll put them in our trophy case inside the school once we get, you know, kind of the labels on them for the year, and, and that's where they'll
0: be. That's great to have them, but it's uh, only only as good as the next one you can grab and certainly a big chance to get another one next week. Do we have a site and time yet, Coach, for that ballgame next weekend?
3: Tentatively, it's at uh, Happy State Bank Stadium in Canyon uh seven o'clock on friday
0: all right seven p.m on friday for that one coach thank you so much for your time uh good luck breaking down the film and getting into things this week we certainly wish you the best and hope the leopards can get a big win over the skyrockets
3: yes sir thank you very much
0: that is john ward the head coach of the new home leopards appreciate him joining us on the benchmark hotline and uh you know i mean just just steadily gotten better and better throughout the year and a team that uh you know i just i think there's no reason why they can't uh, give wellington all that they want here didn't didn't talk transitive property there with him but uh, uh that clarendon team they beat by six last night did face wellington earlier this year and had a tough go but it, it's crazy from a week to week basis injuries and different things that'll happen uh we'll talk with coach softly coming up here in a second their one loss this year comes on a night when three starters were out against weatherford christian and then whether for Christian ends up having guys leave their program and a coaching change in the middle of the year, and they went downhill yeah. from that time. I mean, just crazy the things that can happen. But uh, ultimately, individual moments and certainly taking care of the football will be humongous in a game against Wellington, a, a team that just traditionally does not uh, does not make a lot of mistakes. But uh, you've seen it for three weeks now. New home really hasn't made a lot of mistakes either.
1: No, they they have not. And you would love to see. You know, he mentioned Logan Addison being one of the running backs there, and. Against I believe it was uh Hill Center ran for over 200 yards on the ground. Uh, Clarendon did a nice job, kind of containing him a little bit, but even for Logan, some of those last runs, you know, a 28 yarder, there kind of to seal the seal the ball game. So hopefully to get him going as well, and some other several guys in the outside that that do a nice job. Nevin Mojica came in, had a nice uh, couple of pickups. We mentioned Brazos back there uh, coming in at quarterback, kind of leading the way. He rushed the football pretty good as well and uh, Brody Emmert a guy that you said that, that caught the touchdown pass yesterday it was a very good touchdown pass there in the back of the end zone he's kind of that tight end guy that can you know you know come across get a shovel pass from the quarterback or even line up out wide uh, and make good catches so just kind of get those guys rolling on offense to get some more points on the board
0: well these guys have lit up the statue you talk about Addison who has run for over 200 yards uh quite a few times this year on a weekly basis, but go back to week five where quarterback Caleb cook was the, uh, Mr. Texas football player of the week in two A when he threw for 546 yards and eight, eight touchdowns, touchdowns against the Roscoe plow boys there in their final non district game. Uh, uh, no strangers to putting up some big numbers here. They only have the, the 14. They scored 22 last week though. They've, they've managed to do enough against mm-hmm. some tougher defenses and certainly a tough defense is what awaits them against Wellington. But uh, the difference being, though, I think this defense has really not getting, gotten lit up uh, really at all uh, no. across the course of this season, and that is what could keep them in a game against uh, a Wellington here uh, coming up. They had getting... lost in Week 1 27-7 to Haskell. They have not given up that many points no. since, and they haven't lost since.
1: They're getting timely turnovers, and then whenever they are forced to make a fourth-down stop, like they did a couple of times yesterday, they, uh, they answered the bell, and they, they, they stopped the team on offense.
0: Well, 12-game winning streak uh, heading into the regional final uh, tentatively, 7 p.m. Friday, according to Coach Ward, at Happy State Bank uh, Stadium there in Canyon. You want to give us your thoughts, give us your thoughts on the uh, Yates Flooring Center chat line. You can hit us up there on the t 973 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank and give us your thoughts on uh, this new home team or any others that you've enjoyed watching across this season uh, we'll look at the other teams that are still hanging around, uh, as well as coming up at 8.30, visiting with the head coach
2: of the Love of Christian Eagles, Chris Sofley, here on the Saturday Morning Quarterback. New coach, new season, same tailgate. Optimum game day live on Double T 97.3. And welcome back into the Saturday morning quarterback
0: here. Garrett left. Andres Flores with you from the First United Bank studio. Jackson Frazier across the way keeping us on the air. Want to appreciate uh, all the folks that have hung out with us this year uh, on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at double t97.3.com or the double t97.3 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Uh, Appreciate all of you that have hung out with us early in the mornings on Saturdays and uh, listened to the show and and gave us your thoughts. A couple thoughts here. Uh, one texter asking where is former post coach Michael Pittman now and uh he is in Crane where he uh led the Golden Cranes this year who lost last week to Idaloo. uh i believe it was 23 to nothing in that one that ended uh ended the season for Crane but uh that's where he was i don't know if post fans Appreciate that, or don't? I don't know. I don't know what you. I don't think many post fans celebrate Idolu victories very often. So I'll just <laughs> just assume that they were indifferent about that one. But uh, Coach Pittman is down there now. Another texter asking Love to ask Coach Ward for an update on Cook and and you mentioned uh, Andres that uh, Caleb Cook uh, a little dinged up there in the second half and left the football game before a bet comes in to take over at quarterback. But uh, from from your uh, press box diagnosis, what are what are your thoughts on the health of, of of the quarterback there for the new home Leopards. (laughs) Not
1: sure. I don't think he was anything serious. You know, he was in good spirits and, you know, celebrating with the team there after the win, whenever the gold ball came down from the press box to the field. So uh, I I cannot give you a a great answer on that.
0: Uh, We'll see. uh, I'm sure Coach Ward not in a big hurry to share any status on injuries there. So uh, we'll hope for the best for uh, Caleb Cook there, hoping he will be uh, at full strength, as will that whole Leopards roster would be. Preferable going up against Wellington next week, but uh, that will be a huge game. Twelve and one and twelve and one in the regional final uh, coming up in a little bit. We visit with the head coach of the Lubbock Christian Eagles, Chris Softly, coming off their sixty-five to nothing state semifinal victory over Brazos Christian yesterday afternoon in Bangs. They are going to await the winner of Shiner St. Paul and Munster Sacred Heart. Now that game is at two p.m. today. Whoever wins it will face off with the Eagles in the state championship game. And you mentioned that one will be played at Waco ISD on Saturday afternoon, I believe, uh, next weekend. So the Eagles know that they're in. They're just waiting on their opponent. I'll we'll have to ask Coach Softly if he's, uh, he's going to be taking that one in in Robinson today or if he'll just uh, wait on some film. Or I'm sure he can stream it live probably and get a pretty good look at things as well from, from somewhere. But uh, we'll also ask Coach Softly for his, his advice to Coach Ward. He's knocked off Wellington earlier this year back in week two. So, New Home looking to do the same thing. Uh, How did they pull it off against the Skyrockets? We'll get his take on that as well. Uh, As uh, they they await a state championship game, and New Home awaits a regional final game against Wellington. All right, so let's get to the scores of our teams that did play some ball yesterday. Idaloo fell to Wall, thirty to nothing, to see their season come to an end uh, at nine and four on the year. Outstanding first year as the head coach, Clay White there and the Wildcats. Wall Wild will now face Canadian in the Region 1 final in 3A Division 2. Uh, however, uh, that's it for any local South Plains teams. Canadian, uh, a district foe of Freona, uh, so they are in our in our districts at least that we keep up with, but uh, a really, really great matchup between those two. I'm hoping that one's here in Lubbock so people, if they want to, can take that one in if it ends up in our area. 2A Division 1, New Deal. Saw that season come to an end, thirty-three to fourteen yesterday. Uh, really, until the middle of the second quarter, that was a scoreless ball game yesterday. But Cisco scores on three consecutive drives uh, in the end of the second quarter to take a twenty-nothing lead into halftime. Newdale does get a touchdown to start the third quarter, but uh, they just can't ever get back within two scores again and fall thirty-three to fourteen. Sadly, a repeat, same weekend, same opponent, everything as a year ago. Uh, but the Lions still a great year. Matt Hill's team again with nine wins. They finish at nine and four. Cisco will face the winner of Sonora and Holly in the regional final. Uh, we told you that uh, Happy beat Nazareth 56 to 16 in the region one final of 1A Division one. Uh, the Cowboys are 12 and one now. They will await the winner of Rankin and Westbrook. They will play at 5 p.m. today in Robert Lee. That game was supposed to be played last night, but due to weather, they pushed it back to today, that's a rematch of a 59-58 win for Westbrook back earlier this year. That'll be a heck of a game down in Robert Lee later on today. Uh, Benjamin was a 48-0 winner over Throckmorton to claim the Region 2 championship in six-man Division 2. They will await the winner of Balmoray and Whit Whit-Harrell. Uh, Whitharrell at 11-1. Uh, taking on the defending state champion Division II, uh, Balmory Bears, uh, 3 p.m. today. in Hermley, Uh, Whit Harrell has had a a really a heck of a run here this year as well uh, throughout their season. Kind of crazy fact when you look at this. Jeremy Holt is the head coach there. We incorrectly gave credit to Clint Lemon last week, but (laughs) in digging a little further over this last week, Holt is the fourth coach in four years. Wow. At Whit And tr- tradition-rich program, the Panthers have done some really good things. But, uh, man, to have four coaches in four years is a is a tough uh, tough strategy there. Uh, congratulations to Coach Holt, who, who jumped out of the 11-man game. Uh, I believe it's Seminole where he was last before coming there to Whit Harrell. But a heck of a run that they have made at this point uh, to go all the way to 11-1 and <laughs> on the year and have a chance to knock
1: up Elmuret. Didn't Texas Tech have that kind of streak with uh, defensive coordinators not too long ago?
0: <laughs> he has like five or six years in a row, of, and not a one of them stopped anybody. It oh, just – uh, it was just really, really unpleasant here uh, uh, to, to witness all that. Uh, uh, another another thought uh, here on the Yates Flooring Center chat line and uh, really some, some just sad news over the last month in the coaching ranks um, – As Coach Hoover out at Anton passing away uh, a few weeks back, um, it was just a very sad situation. And then earlier this week, Jimmy Thomas, the head coach at Littlefield, who really had had brought a resurgence to that program after a tough run, uh, passed away uh, after some issues apparently with blood clots that just uh, uh, couldn't get squared away and just uh, horribly sad news uh, for both of those towns and both of those coaches and their families, so uh, prayers out to those guys this morning as uh, continued uh, healing uh, needed for for those communities and those coaches. But, uh, I mean, it's true in any school that a head football coach, especially in West Texas, has a massive impact on the culture of the building, period. But in a small town, you're talking about an impact on the entire town. Yeah. Um, and whether you're in a six-man situation like Anton or – uh, you know a, a 3a type school like L- little field uh just horribly sad and, and something that is felt by every member of the town um and and just just the kind of news you hate to share but uh but that is uh, a thought here from the uh yates foreign center chat line a co or texter just saying uh, rip coach t uh just 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 tough deal there all the way around and uh you hope that the families uh, and you and you know because it's West Texas and small towns. This is the way it goes. Family's going to be taken care of right now by yeah. people in those communities, without a doubt.
1: Yeah, no, sad, sad, sad situation there. Rest in, you know, Coach T and, and just t- tough talk about.
0: Well, there will be uh, there will be a lot of things to look back on. Hopefully, this year is not marked by just tragedy like that. Although there has been all sorts of sadness. Uh, you look back at the Dahlhart. Uh, sundown game that was canceled due to the JV player from Dalhart uh passing away uh, just a lot of uh, weird moments this year that uh we remember but also a lot of really good moments uh, some 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 strong seasons some disappointing seasons in other ways but uh you know what Andre, stands out to you across the across the whole season when you kind of look at the large scale from 68 down to 6 man as uh, uh, most interesting uh things from 2022
1: man um I probably have to go with Friendship, or they're going to be up there, you know, getting a share of that district title that was not kind of seen coming into the season. I'm sure they thought, they thought maybe they had a good chance for it, but it was still going to be a tough district no matter what, even though they did lose Abilene, Abilene dropping down to 5A, you know, Tascosa not too long ago dropping down to 5A as well, You would, but uh, for them to do that, I thought that was good, Shallow Water making a run, they got a big time win over Bushland, that was... Uh, that was a big time win there for them and that was a game we were kind of looking forward to since you know early September like oh when are these guys gonna you know face up though so that was also a very a very good one I mean brownfield having a, a such a good start early on in the season they end up finishing second place in their district but uh, for them to kind of get things going and we thought wow this could be a a team to look out to look out for once you get into the playoffs but I think those are the kind of the top ones on my mind. Right now, um, can you think of anybody else?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, to, to me, I think one of the more interesting kind of fun parts of the year was was Muleshoe and Littlefield sort yeah. of coming back to being very competitive. It's been a long time. Mule, Muleshoe does advance uh, into the playoffs and actually make it to the second round before falling to Brock. Um, you know, Littlefield does not get in, but they get to that last weekend where they have a chance to beat Roosevelt to get in, and they come up just a little bit short. Um, th- those those programs kind of resurging is is good stuff. New home is certainly a great story. It's it's nice to add somebody else to that list of uh, you know powers that be, so to speak, in West Texas. And I think they have certainly established themselves as one of those teams. On the negative end, I mean, uh, you know, five A football in Lubbock uh, really really on the down end in terms of Lubbock ISD, at least Coronado Monterey with disappointing years. Uh High, you know, had a chance that looked like early, but injuries really decimate their season. Cooper has a a traditionally good year, but uh, does not make a long run in the playoffs. Uh, so certainly hoping for bigger and better things from the big schools. But I think you, you said it best, a friendship, the best story of the year. Uh, really, really coming into things. And with a, a roster, it's got a, a lot, of, a lot yeah. of talent coming back. Certainly some underclassmen that could be very good too. Coming up next, it's the – Head coach of the love of Christian Eagles on the Benchmark
2: Hotline, Chris Sofley on the Saturday Morning Quarterback. You're listening to Optimum Game Day Live Countdown to Kickoff, presented by United Supermarkets.
0: And welcome back into the Saturday Morning Quarterback here on Double T 97.3. Man, 30 more minutes left in our season. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I, You know, it's the uh, 14th year we've done this here on, on Double T 97.3, and uh, uh, sadly it, it feels like one of the one of the lowest number of teams still playing. on Thanksgiving weekend yeah. to still be playing, but uh, thankfully we still have a handful of Going as we've talked plenty about new home this morning, they are the sole 11-man team remaining in uh, UIL football. At least we're holding out hope that Whit Harrell can keep things rolling in Division Two of six-man UIL. But then we we know at least Lubbock Christian has advanced to the state championship game in Division Four of Taps. Lubbock Trinity hoping to do the same later on today in Division Three of Taps um and that's that's teams. i'll take four teams at least getting into this point but certainly very exciting to discuss uh playing in a state championship game and that's exactly what's true for the love it christian eagles we're glad to welcome in via the benchmark hotline the head coach of love it christian chris softly and we haven't talked with coach softly yet this year but uh as always more than just football on his mind is, is he brings a pretty solid message every time as well and i know he motivates his players uh pretty well with uh the things he has to say also but uh man yesterday a 65 nothing win in the state semifinal over brazos christian and coach i'll just start right from the top with what i thought had to be a mistake in the box score but is it right that i read you held brazos christian to negative two yards total is that is that accurate
3: <laughs> well how about i answer that by just saying the boys were really locked yet <laughs> we uh you know, there was just a—I mean, just a low-lying kind of tension to a semifinal game, a team from the south that you just don't know much about. you, you don't have common opponents. You're trying to trying to gauge the speed of them on film, and, and we were really well prepared. Our kids—they uh, had our they, they received our best effort, our best shot, and uh, yes, I think I think what you see there from the box score is that um, from player one through player forty our defense was locked in uh, we tackled really well swarmed to the football and uh, had to laugh there was a couple of stories after the games kids were talking about when we were, our kids were calling out their plays by formation and in the in the second quarter one of their kids just shook his head and he said oh come on man <laughs> so it was a good night for the eagles
1: good night and how about that that bus ride home or that lock room after the game how how fun is that for you as a head coach
3: yeah that's the deal I, I i've really grown in that i had a coach he's at grapevine now mike alexander i coached for a while back and he he was good for me i'm i'm such a, a kind of a perfectionist you know, i think we all are at a standpoint but i, I could find a way to uh to ruin a, a really quality victory by focusing on the mistakes we made and so he was good to pull me aside and and kind of just talk about the wisdom of celebrating the moment just being where your feet are and and uh, man, what a great perspective! You know, I had missed that by trying to pursue this standard of excellence. Uh, I, I just for that season, I had missed the fact that man, kids want to play; they want to have fun. And and again, nobody died from too much encouragement. And so, I've tried to really be great at that now. Take a weakness and turn it into a strength. And yeah, absolutely, we we, we dance uh, like it's 1999 in there. Um, <laughs> you know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have a good time, make memories. Uh, what What happens in the locker room stays in the locker room. Post game, you know, but uh, but we're we are trying to be experts at having fun, celebrating those kids and letting them know that they have guys, mentors, and men in their life that deeply care about them, and not just what they do on the field, but certainly off of it. And so it's been a fun ride here at Love of Christian. we got a lot to be grateful for.
0: Well, I'm pretty sure my wife and kids are not listening this morning, but I'm sure they would love for uh... – <laughs> their husband and, and dad to uh, take the advice that you've got. I've always blamed you being an old coach on uh, well, you got to look at what you get better at, but uh, really, really sage advice there from celebrating in the moment. Although I would think in a 65 nothing ball game, it would be a little difficult to find, to find too much wrong, but uh, you, you get a chance to sort of, when you talk about picking apart things, uh, do some immediate analysis here, potentially, You've already beaten that uh, Munster Sacred Heart in week two of district play, 34 to 28, in a in a really good close ball game. That is a potential opponent uh, today, as, as Shiner St. Paul and Munster Sacred Heart will match up at 2 p.m. today in Robinson uh, for the other half of the state championship game. Well, first of all, coach, are you planning on attending that game, or are you just going to wait on some film to come in?
3: No, that's the beauty of being in Lubbock, Texas. Is uh, we don't attend any games. Yeah, we just <laughs> we just sit right here. We focus on us at the end of the day that you know control what you can control and and that's the people in our building our kids and so they'll come in here at nine we'll love them up we'll do a flush workout together with them um we'll give them a hug and get them on the way to go enjoy a saturday and 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 that to me i think has the most bang for the buck is again continuing to invest in the relationships and and the ministry opportunity we have right here with our kids going on the road Anymore, it's, it's overrated. I know the old school coaches would be so d- disappointed in me saying that, but we can do so much by pausing film and running filters and break down data. Our staff right here is is really sharp. And so when we get that huddle film, by tomorrow afternoon, we'll have it broken down every which way, and it'll just be so much more uh, potent information for us than me making that trip. But to answer your question about those teams, fantastic teams. Yeah, Sacred Heart. Yes, we beat them in overtime, but to be honest, we only had uh we, we really only won 4 minutes of that game. I mean, they they got after us. They were really solid. Fantastic ball club. They have a kid they sent to Oklahoma State last year. His brother's a junior and his brother's better than him. And so, it is uh they're a handful. They're very athletic and a, and a strong program. And then you look at Shiner and they're the four-time defending state champ. So, you don't get much more uh consistent excellence than four-time state champ. And so, we will have our hands full, and we're excited for that challenge.
0: Yeah, kind of a unique factor there in, in TAPS action, at least. And neither of these schools anywhere close to Lubbock geographically, but if you're an Eagle fan, you're very familiar with both, just because you see their names this time of year you know, quite often. Uh, you mentioned that overtime win over Sacred Heart. You lose the following week. Uh, to Weatherford Christian, I know in in both weeks, but particularly against Weatherford, you were down a lot of key guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. When you know, not, not to make excuses or anything for you, but ultimately, did that did that experience of losing a, a ball game uh, pay off for you in any ways? And just in terms of uh, you know, maybe serving as as a wake up call, even though you knew you were down some guys.
3: I think I'd answer that by saying we do not need to lose to be excellent. Uh, however. All people that are wise should make sure that our losses are always lessons. And so I think as a staff and as a team, we have a really mature team. And it didn't take much for us to get back around the locker room and go, uh, we're going to find a way to use this. We will grow in our toughness. We define that as the ability to withstand. And so how are we going to withstand a little bit of adversity here? And then we went on a big run there. We scored uh, a whole bunch of points over the next four games um, we've been pedaled to the metal and our boys have really been executing at a high level. Now the challenge is how are you going to handle the challenge of prosperity? And, you know, we've, we've given up what, a hundred yards of total offense in the playoffs, but we're about to go up against two teams that are totally different animals. And so can we refocus um, be humble enough to give them our best effort again, not listen to any outside noise and uh, put our best foot forward on Saturday. And so all that comes together with a mature team. You just got to make sure that you're pressing the right buttons at the right time of year. And I certainly love the team that we have and the coaches we have in this building. Lubbock Christian's a special place. And so we're going to set ourselves up for the best chance we have.
1: When you read uh, the state championship game or you hear the phrase state championship game, what, is, what does that mean to you?
3: It means one more opportunity. And, and that's what we're thankful for. Anytime you're playing with Christmas music over the loudspeakers. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when we got in here last night at 1030, it was snowing. And so being from Nebraska, that was a little bit, that was you know, that was pretty sweet. Uh, but anytime you're playing that long, that, uh, that it means you've done something special, something worthy of appreciating. But the biggest thing is it just means one more opportunity. And we want to make sure, really, we just suck the life out of that one more week we have with these kids. It's a special group. They deserve our best. And, uh, and, and we're going to enjoy each and every day. And so today, Saturday, is the day we're going to live up. Uh, we're going to be where our feet are right here today and enjoy them when they come in here in about 20 minutes. Um, we're going to make sure we make the most of it. We're going we're to enjoy the roses uh, along the way, but, but we're going to make sure that we're prepared for the moment as well.
0: Uh, Coach, uh, softly, when you when you talk about your team offensively, it's really hard to discuss them without bringing up Bax Townsend. He's been very, very good for you with his feet, uh, able to do some things with his arm as well when necessary. But uh, yesterday you didn't need him at all really there. Three, 37 rushes uh, overall for the team for 424 yards. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I know that also comes, though, with a, with a lot of big guys up front getting the job done on the offensive line. Uh, uh, what, what really stood out for you offensively?
3: No, great point there, right there. We say how you play without the football is one of the clearest ways to measure your love for your teammates. And I feel like that's an area we've really grown. When our pretty boys will do the dirty work on the perimeter at the receiver and skill positions, uh, we're going to be really successful. And Bax will tell you that, and Bax is a fantastic player. But, man, our O-line and our receivers, their ability to get after it on the perimeter, uh, to be selfless, that's what's been a game-changer for us this year. And obviously our offense has been one or two in the state every year that we've been here. But, it, but you can tell there's a difference this year. I think we're averaging 52 points a game, and, and in eight of those games, the clock was running the second half. And so we're really playing good football. But the truth is is what's invisible is what's most important. And what that means is what, what you can't see. So the old linemen getting extra reps, uh, the, the, the noon lunch meeting the quarterbacks have to make sure they're going through it uh, a second time through with, with the other coach staff.
2: This is Optimum Game Day Live, getting you ready for Red Raider football on Double T 97.3. And welcome back for the final
0: time of 2022 to the Saturday Morning Quarterback. Optimum Game Day Live, presented by United Supermarkets, will roll on after us all the way to kickoff tonight at 6 p.m. between the Red Raiders and Sooners, a huge, huge ball game for Texas Tech to really put a stamp on what uh, I think you'd have to call a successful season regardless of how you look at it. But it would be a lot sweeter if you could pin one more win onto this year for the Red Raiders. But uh, Tech looking to uh, go to 7-5 and five tonight where they win. Uh, we'll be with you all the way up to kickoff. Don't forget, after the ballgame from the Overton Hotel and Conference Center, it's the T 973 Coors Light Post Game Show. I'll be taking your calls and your thoughts and hanging out with you live if you want to come out and enjoy some Coors Light and plenty of really good food. The wings, the pizza, just about anything you choose there from the con Grill is outstanding at the Overton. Uh, if you have not done it, uh, last chance tonight to uh, probably all booked up, I'd imagine, to hang out. But uh, don't have to have football season to go and join the Overton. Go spend yourself a, a weekend, uh, even if you're from in town. Have yourself a little staycation because uh, it's it's a lot of fun over there at the Overton. Very very nice place to hang out, uh, certainly uh, worth your time if you can make it over there to the Overton Hotel uh, and Conference Center. Later on today, it'll go to uh, Thefford and Ashby from 9 until noon, from 12 to 1. Chuck and Jamie from the morning drive, uh, 1 to 2.30. The guys from Tech Talk, Aaron Dickens, Mike Gustafson, 2.30 to 4. Choice Woodman and Jeff Haxton will be with you. And then from 4 until 5.30, Clint Scott and Taylor Beatles will take you up a uh, to the Redditor Tailgate Show, at which point uh, John Harris and Brian Jensen, Chris Level will take over from inside Jones Stadium. I think I've been saying 6 p.m. It's a it's a 6:30 kickoff, correct tonight? Just show up at six and be ready. It's senior <laughs> night. You want to see all those seniors yes. be honored either way, uh, and you're going to get cold regardless. So go ahead and show up <laughs> a little bit early uh, for a big time ball game tonight between the Red Raiders and Sooners. It's kind of sad to finish the this, this, this season. As always, it's always kind of a weird. Feeling to finish after, uh, what, I think this is 14 straight weeks here. We've done the Saturday morning quarterback. However, um, you know, usually we're, we're kind of up in air about whether we have one more show or maybe two, depending on who all still playing. Uh, no doubt about it this time As uh, at best, we'll have two teams still playing into week four uh, in the UIL playoffs from the area, that being New Home and 2A Division two, where they'll take on Wellington next Friday at 7 p.m. from Happy State Bank Stadium in Canyon, Probably is what Coach Ward suggested, and then Whit Harrell. Uh, if they can win today at 3 p.m. in Hermley against Belmaray, would advance to the state semifinal against Benjamin next week. Uh, those are the those are the two teams left, and of course, Love Christian playing for a state title next week. Love Trinity hoping to play for a state title. They'll play at 6 p.m. tonight against Dallas Christian in Clyde. Uh, if they do win that ball game, they will face Cypress Christian, eight and four ball club from down in the Houston area, in the state championship game next Saturday night. But uh, four teams at most here in, in uh, West Texas uh, left to play, and that's uh, that's not 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 the number you'd like to see. But it just is what it is in 2022. That said, there is some interesting potential for some matchups here that you've got some serious history on uh, over there, Andres. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, I mentioned earlier Wellington and New Home uh, have not met, have not met before, so it will be the first time these two teams meet uh, coming up next uh, next week for a game today at uh, three o'clock. Whit Harrell and Balamorea looks like it'll be the fifth meeting of all time. Whit Harrell does lead three games to one, and this website has it. The last time they met back in two thousand and five, Whit Harrell eighty six to fifty seven winner.
0: Yeah, it's a, a two teams that, that um, Balmure's tradition may be a little bit more uh, recent, I guess, in a lot of ways. I uh, haven't always followed uh, the six-man game, but at least as, as far as the last you know, four or five years, they've been very, very good. Whit Harrell has had lots of good teams over the decades, um, certainly looking to to hopefully keep that mm-hmm. momentum over Balmure in school history. But, uh, what, 17 years since that last matchup? It's been yep. a while.
1: 2005. Was a win for Whit Harrell. 2001 was a win for Whit Harrell, and then 2000 was a win for Whit Harrell. Nice. So they played from ni- in 1999, 2000, 2001, and then that that last meeting was in 2005. Were those playoff games, or were those? It just, just it just says it just says regular season games. Gotcha. It would either say a, a B an A or an R or a D for district in it. it ah, says gotcha. It says nothing. So by okay. district, area, region.
0: Well, uh, so. would be uh would be big time for Whit Harrell to get that win. If they were to win, they would face Benjamin in the state semifinal. Uh, uh pretty exciting stuff. You get to this point because you can at least sort of at the end of the tunnel see uh, Cowboy Stadium in your future yeah. and playing for a state championship. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't think anyone in post would be okay just saying oh, they settle for it. But to have gotten to that point two years in a row, even though they lost both years. A heck of an experience that not many kids get to say, you know, when they're when they're sixty, talking to their grandkids that they got to be a part of, a uh, pretty neat deal, and, and certainly a nice little nugget to to have that opportunity to play in that venue and in that moment uh, in a state championship game. So uh, Whit Harold just uh, just two wins away, two wins from, away from that opportunity. They just got to take care of it uh, today against Belmaray, three p.m. Uh, Trinity again, six p.m. tonight against Dallas Christian, who is eleven and one. On the year to play to get to the state championship game, and then Levitt Christian already in the state championship game again. Thanks to Coach Softley. Sorry, we we ran out of time there in that last one. I, I thought it was interesting. He's talking about player meetings in the quarterback room and just having a, a weekly weekly meetings together. I just there's a lot of things in that program that are set up and designed by Coach Softley and his staff that go beyond football. And I think it's always just refreshing to have him on because. He shares nuggets of wisdom that have nothing to do with football, really. <laughs> I, I needed to have written that down. I'm going to have to go listen to the podcast. You can do the same thing, doublet 973com on any of our shows or any of the shows across doublet 973 or 100.7 The Score uh, and listen to the podcast of any shows that you missed there at dot uh, 973com or 107thescore.com. But uh, I, think, I think he said uh, anyone who's wise knows that Nothing's a loss as long as it's a lesson. Yeah, something like something that. like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play with that one. That's a, that's a solid one. And uh, certainly, that's uh, true from that loss to Weatherford Christian back earlier this year. The only one that they've experienced. On the flip side, the only loss that Munster Sacred Heart has experienced all year was that overtime loss to Love of Christian back uh, the week before that. And so, uh, could be Munster Sacred Heart or Shiner Saint Paul. They play at 2 p.m. today in Robinson, which is just outside of Waco. Uh, you got some serious history on those as well. I yeah,
1: believe. I believe it'll be the tenth meeting all time, if uh, Lubbock Christian and Munster Sacred Heart were to meet next week. Lubbock Christian has the um, let's see, seven to one, seven mm. to two, seven to two overall. Of course, they won this. This uh, they met earlier here in this season, and if Lubbock Christian was to end up meeting with uh, Shiner Saint Paul, I believe it would be the second meeting all time as Shiner Saint Paul defeated Lubbock Christian in a, a playoff game in 2010 48 to 21.
0: So, gotcha. So, uh it's kind of weird that they've only played once, but I think they've had the potential to play many, many times at this juncture uh, as those two schools have traditionally been very, very good in taps play. Really a bummer that uh you know, Lubbock Christian dropped a division in terms of school size because it would be awesome to be talking about a a potential state championship game between Lubbock Christian and, and Trinity Christian.
1: <laughs> Until you have to go to Waco to play that <laughs> game. Yeah, that I'd be like, yeah, can we can we just play this one at Jones Stadium, please?
0: <laughs> They'd have to look to, to make an adjustment there. But, uh, yeah, Waco, the site for those games. I think you said Lubbock Christian would be uh, 3 p.m. next uh, next Saturday?
1: Uh, 12 p.m.
0: 12 p.m. 12 at Waco p.m. ISD uh, Stadium. And then Trinity, if they win tonight at 6, they would play later that night at Waco ISD as well. So, uh, man, good stuff. It's been a lot of fun. Appreciate all of you who have hung out with us on the Saturday morning quarterback. We'll we'll see you next August to keep it going again. Year 15 of the Saturday morning quarterback headed your way then. But uh, today, still plenty to talk about. Texas Tech and OU kicking off at 630 tonight. Optimum Game Day Live presented by United Supermarkets takes you all the way up to kickoff. We'll see you as the day goes
2: along right here on Double T 97.3.